You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Welcome to another edition of the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, as always, is the great, the talented, the lovely, the fantastic, the Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Billy. Um, We have a really cool guest today. Her name is Alice Bramford, and she owns the grade one winning three-year-old filly, Harvest Moon, as well as some a, a bunch of other horses. She has a uh, very famous family that is into horse racing. Alice joins us today. Should, I, I should call you Alice, right? Not Ms. Bramford. <laughs> Not at all. It's Alice. It's Alice. Hi, Billy. Hi, Michelle. Lovely to meet you. Um, I, I'm already enamored by the accent, Michelle. Why is that? Right. Me too. I mean, that just, just sounds so much better. So much better. Our show just got upgraded for sure. Yeah. If I could talk like that, <laughs> I, I think I'd, uh, my whole Please life would be Please don't try. Better. Alice, you can teach me after that. Well, first of all, congratulations with Harvest Moon. We know she's now a grade one winner. And that's pretty, that's amazing uh, for such a short period of time. She started her career earlier this year. Absolutely, Billy. She did. Harvest Moon started racing in May. Uh, we were thrilled she won the Zenyata, but this year it was downgraded grade to a grade two. two. Oh, you know what? But even though it was absolutely grade one company, absolutely, um, so we and that's thrilled. my fault for not even doing She's any. It's so homework. classy the way she like set you down. It was she like, just really so did. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alice, let's go backwards in time. Tell us a little bit about yourself. This is a show for horse owners to have a voice. That's why Michelle and I started this. Tell us a little bit of how you grew up in the game and 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 went out on your own. Give us the story. How fantastic. I, well, I love the sound of your podcast already. The banter between you both is amazing. <laughs> so you can tell um, from my accent, I'm English. Um, but I was actually born in America, so I consider myself English-American. I was born in Baltimore and then grew up in the English countryside. Um, we breed horses at home. And I grew up on horseback. I actually got on horseback before I could walk. And I've got three children. And they've done exactly the same. So my childhood was uh, dominated by Pony Club. Um, my mama, first of all, bred Arabs and then moved into breeding uh, thoroughbred racehorses. I grew up show jumping, hunting, hunter jumper, showing. And then uh, in my late teens and early 20s, I did a lot of dressage. But I've always been passionate about horse racing. In England, uh, you know, the, the nation would stop to watch the English Derby, a bit like it stops here to watch the Kentucky Derby. So those were my earliest memories watching Lester Piggott win the Derby. That's amazing. Then, uh, yeah, I, yeah so I, I just it, it, I want that childhood. That wasn't like your childhood, Michelle. I, yeah, right. Well, there was an Arab or two involved in mine. I did grow up with Arabs. I just wish I could say dressage properly. Dressage. Dressage. Yes, the accent is, is totally wrong. So, so you you grew up here. Though you've been in horse racing, obviously, you, you just gave us a little background on uh, when did you begin owning horses yourself here in in the states? So I moved um, 
here in 2010. I, I spent a lot of time uh, in between both uh, California and England. And I suppose 2010, I came and visited Santa Anita. I've been before for the Breeders' Cup, which I was just blown away by. And I met up with Simon Callahan, and he was training for Michael Tabor and some of the Coolmore crew who I'd known from my wonderful uh, experience at the racetrack in England. Um, and Michael said, you know, it would be really fun to have a horse with you. You're here in California. I can't be here as much as I'd love to be. And I'd love you to go and represent. And I said, of course, I'd love to. And it was through Michael I really got into ownership here. And we bought a beautiful race mare uh, called Kuaba, who's actually the dam of Harvest Moon. And mm-hmm. Demi O'Byrne, who's considered to have probably the best eyes in, in, in the bloodstock world, he found Kuaba for us. Uh, she was a four-year-old. And uh, she shipped over to Simon Callahan beautiful big bay mare um, by Shamadal and um, just all heart and she won a couple of races she wound up winning uh, the Robert B. Frankel grade three at Santa Anita it was on Boxing Day um, 26th of December for you guys Boxing Day is a big uh, opening day we call that opening day opening day day. exactly so she won on opening day and it was a cracking good day and um, we were just thrilled she was all heart and she's, she's Harvest Moon's mama. And um, she sadly did attendance, so that stopped her racing career. But she uh, she's bred some beautiful, beautiful stock for us. Isn't that... Yeah, it, before... Go ahead, Michelle. Before Harvest Moon, there was a California Gold Rush that she had, right? Absolutely, yes. California Gold Rush by Kate Blanco. And then uh, California Gold Rush um, gave us some great thrills. Um, one of her very early races, I think, well, she actually won on opening day was her maiden mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Javier Castellano on board. And that was a great surprise because, uh, you know, if uh, if one uh, wins the first time out for Neil Drysdale, you've got a good one. And she won the first time out. So that was thrilling. And then her third race, she went in the uh, Santa um, Del Mar Oaks and came third. So that was a grade one. That was thrilling. And she went to Belmont and she won the grade two, the Sands Point there. Lovely big chestnut mare. You know, and she's uh, I mean, she's been bred now. Who? Oh, she's bred too. You know what I love, Michelle, is, you know, you, you hear Alice talk and you think, you know, okay, she, you know, she's into this game, but she really doesn't, you know, maybe she just goes out and watches her horses run. This couldn't be farther from the truth. She's a psycho like we are. I mean, right? she knows the dates of the races that they ran in, what like, 1996. Alice. I love it. This Absolute is psycho. It's in my heart. It's now, in my, well, it's in my blood. It's in my DNA. Here's the thing, sure. Michelle. Do you know that she? we have a, a very good mutual friend, myself and Alice? Michelle, did you know that? Who? Me? Yeah. No, not you. You are a friend. <laughs> but another psycho, uh, Sean becoming Dugan. a very good friend, Michelle. Sean Dugan, who you mentioned Neil Drysdale. She's married to Neil Drysdale and does yeah. a lot of his buying. And, and um, she told me a great story. I did a little homework. Now, uh, Michelle, you're going to yeah. love this story. Tell Because your family just won the French Oaks with uh, Star of Seville. Am I saying that right? Uh, absolutely. Star of Seville. That was back in 2015. Oh, Star of Seville. So it was a while um, back. She was probably the best. A while back, but Sean was there. And uh, she's probably the best daughter of Duke of Marmalade. And goodness me, we celebrated. Sean is, is 
just a spectacular human being. She's she's godmother to our newborn son Bo, and she's the best friend that anyone could ask for. Oh, oh, well, that's amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out. Don't worry, Alice. That that will not be for public uh, consumption. <laughs> but she said it was a crazy thing. She'll like be, you, she'll be, she'll be dining out on that for days. But I tell you something. What was really crazy was. She found a lovely mare called Morocco Moon who raced with Neil Drysdale. And her son just won today his maiden at Yarmouth in England, trained by John Gosden. Marrakesh Moon. He's by Nune Never. Marrakesh Moon. Marrakesh Moon. There you go. Yes. And so that was sourced by Sean. Oh, good. It's all in the family. Uh, Alice, since your family's into racing and you started, you know, breeding a while back how come you waited until 2010-ish to get into the game as your own entity oh i'm just a passionate supporter of 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 my mama and family and you know it's 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 in the family dna so i I didn't ever feel the need to 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 own a horse i just you know i feel very actively kind of involved with Mm -hmm. my mama's horses back in england but it's a very far way to California and they were racing so well there so just really for me it's it's in my blood I'd love to go and see morning workouts so to actually have an involvement with a horse here um just seemed like a great opportunity when Michael said it and it's something I kind of grasped with all my heart how has it been different um you know like you said you felt very involved with your moms but now these are your own and you can pick them manage them do all kinds of things how has that changed the dynamic Oh, it hasn't changed the dynamic at all. I just get more encouraged and more excited. Um, before um, before I got on this podcast, I was talking with my mum probably three times today and mainly dominated about horses. That's awesome. <laughs> That's and awesome. She, she, she was watching the race and she'll have her runners racing in England or in France and I'll be up at three, four in the morning and we'll be FaceTiming or calling from the quietest corner of the house, just very excited by the horses. And, you know, horses are truly the greatest leveler and the greatest connector. And I've never known a a more brilliant, uh, passionate group of people than everyone in horse racing. And I found everyone to be incredibly genuine and everyone wishes people well and uh, really celebrates one another's success. Because, you know, with horses, there's so much that can go wrong. Uh, You need a lot of luck. You need your horse to to stay sound. And um, I truly believe there is something about horses that just makes you a better human being. I, th- I mean, seriously, I don't even know Ditto where to that. go from that. You're talking to two horse lovers, and we're, we can talk about aftercare and stuff like that. I just, um, I think it's funny, Alice. Uh, I talk to my mom three times a day about the horses, but it's which ones to bet. So it's very, it's very different. <laughs> um, and my mom is not named. Uh, we doesn't do a have, bit. Yes, no, she's just Rita. And she doesn't, it's not like Lady Rita. So right. it's just Rita, which is, you know, <laughs> that's just how we are. Um, Rita's a great name. It's a good name. And it sounds better when you say, everything sounds better when you say it. So what is, <laughs> uh, let's go back to Harvest Moon. Uh, you run in the grade two Zenyatta, not the grade one Zenyatta. Uh, she wins this race. She's undefeated. And now we're, we're going to the Breeders' Cup. In 2010, we just heard that story. You're at the Breeders' Cup. Now you're going with your own horse. Uh, a, how excited are yeah. you? And B, give us the plan. Give us, uh, are you going? What's going on? I mean, we're in a pandemic still. We certainly are in a pandemic. We've got a new baby, but we are going to go. And uh, we're very, very excited. We're over the moon. 
um, kind of counting the days, butterflies in the tummy. Um, I think she's going to have her final breeze next Saturday at Santa Anita, so I'll go and watch early early doors with Simon. She had a very good breeze on Saturday. She's all heart. She's got a beautiful long stride, um, and she's got a true athlete's uh, constitution and character. She's very easygoing. Uh, on race day, she'll get up and have her morning workout, and then she'll go to sleep um, <laughs> until until she knows that racing starts. She always eats up. I don't think she's missed an ounce of food ever. And, That's you know, very, very much excited. like me, Alice. Um, with... That's very, very similar to <laughs> my life. An ounce of food. <laughs> no, I'm a very good eater. <laughs> Alice, uh... Oh, oh well, that's that's Billy for sure. Definitely yeah. not me. I'm I'm the opposite of that. No, we uh, see Alice, all your food on Twitter that you're posting every day. You're, I know you're a good cook, Michelle. Alice, Thank do you, you. cook? Man. I love to cook. Yes. No, oh, you and Michelle should maybe a horse racing cookbook. I might work on that. We go should, ahead. I Michelle. think we should do a horse there racing cooking go. show. We yeah. should do a cooking show, really. Absolutely. Um, Alice, I just want to well, talk there's about a lot more cocktails. I think. With horse racing than, yes. than food, maybe. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, for me, I don't even need a cocktail. I just want to open a bottle of champagne every day. <laughs> That's pretty much how I, how <laughs> I like it. That's how she rolls. Um, let's talk about the day of the Zenyatta real quick, just because afterwards I felt like you were bouncing and like couldn't wait to just show everyone how enthusiastic you were about the mare when Simon's kind of, oh, we'll wait and see. And I could hear you yelling in the background. What were you saying? Well, I was like, 100%. We won and we're in and we're going. You have to celebrate these good days because they're few and far between. And, uh, you know, we were there um, with my family and it's been one hell of a year for everyone. So it was just, it was a spectacular day. Um, really, I wanted to go and, and put my arms around Harvest Moon and give her a great big hug because... You know, in the pandemic, I'm not being able to actually physically touch her, and that's something I would love to do. And um, I was just so proud of her. Um, yeah, yeah, and can I might, stop you right you there, real quick? Voice, so, oh, Alice, yeah. I want to stop you right there because you said something, and a lot of people laugh at my, Michelle and myself because we have not been able to go back to the barn area. And you know, they say, "Well, yeah. who cares? Who cares?" You're like, what do you want to feed them carrots? And we're like, "No, you people on the outside don't really understand." this connection that we have with the horses that we we need we need them and we want to go back and it's not just about feeding horses and pretending they're ponies it's it, there's a there's a love connection can you can you expand on that there, there truly is a love connection i mean you know i just feel such an energetic connection um and it's just going and checking and especially when you've known them since they've been a foal and um, it's just, it's, it's a physical uh, connection. It's certainly about feeding carrots as well and nuzzling on their muzzles. And, uh, you know, you just, it's, it's like an old friend. And I think it's a, it's a very fast track relationship. When you get to know a horse, you get to know their character very quickly. They show you their characters. And, um, you know, I just feel deeply connected. And it's especially kind of bittersweet with, with Harvest Moon because actually we lost her dam this year, Kawaba. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, I just know that she's doing it for her mama and, um, she reminds me of her mama so much and she reminds Simon of her, her of Kuaba and, uh, it's just lovely to see, you know, she's just living on and it's, it's through generations and, you know, that, that, that's what you see with breeding and it always comes back around to the third or the fourth dam 
And her fourth dam, Coaba's third dam, was uh, Salsabelle, who won the uh, the Irish Derby, having taken on the English Oaks. And it's just so lovely to see that generation after generation and this wonderful spirit coming through. Couldn't have said it better myself. Michelle. Alice, um, talking a little bit about just you being the owner out here, um, how much do you have to do with, you know, planning? Do you pick races? Do you like to be involved? And kind of on the breeding side too, you know, you bred Harvest Moon. Do you make those choices or do you have a committee that goes on that to figure things well, out? It, it's very much Michael Tabor is my partner and, and you know, Kumar America is, is where Kuaba resided. And uh, so we've been using their stallions very enthusiastically and Uncle Mo, um, as the sire of Harvest Moon, he was relatively new sire when we chose him. And uh, that's something that Michael and I will, will, will discuss or email about. Um, and we have great conversations, especially after she's won. But <laughs> I'm very actively involved. But, but where, she, where she races is, is, is pretty much up to, up to Simon and, and the plan is. Um, you know, there were two thoughts about whether she was going to go to the Black Eyed Susan or stay for the Zenyatta uh, Santa Anita. And I voted for her to stay. Um, I just thought it was better probably to do less traveling and also wanted the opportunity to be able to go and have a day out and see her. And, uh, you know, even though it was incredibly hot competition, it turned out to be the best decision. So that was great. Yeah, so it was a completely self-serving decision that worked out. Is that... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, earlier, I said she was undefeated. I'm sorry. No, she has won. She's also a yeah. huge guy, uh, undefeated on the dirt. Undefeated on the dirt. She's won four in a row. She's heading yeah. to the Breeders' Cup. We have Alice Bramford here on the horse ownership experience. Yeah, and the sire she's talking about is Uncle Mo. Michelle, I just want to ask you: Has Meg, Michael Tabor asked, ever asked you to partner up? No, you know, I mean, I've interviewed him at Breeders' Cup a couple times, yeah. but other than that, he hasn't spoken two words to me, and he's definitely never uh, sent us a horse or asked if I wanted <laughs> to buy it. Um, Alice, I have a question for you, because I took a trip to Ireland uh, two years ago, and uh, yes. I went to uh, Coolmore, and that place is crazy. Amazing. Have you been there? Oh, it's Yes, it's utterly incredible, isn't it? I it's it was it blew it's, my mind. I, I've never been to a place like that. Yeah. The 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 attention to detail, the scale of the operation, just the love of the people who are there and again it's it's generations of so much knowledge and love of, of uh horses. And you think of all the horses that have been bred there, raised, and then trained. Did you go to Ballad Oil as well? Uh, I did not get to do go there. Whether it's, no. Yeah, I went to. Yeah. I did go to. Um, what's the big track? The the uh, the Kura, which was awesome. The Kura, the Kura. That's cool. Isn't I it? was on yeah. the turf course at the Kura. I, I was blown away. It's how just big it is. It was. It was. I, I had the best trip. I'm a homebody, and I had the best trip to Ireland. Mm -hmm. I was there with my three <laughs> boys and my wife, and we had a car and just went all over the country. I, it was phenomenal. I don't know how I got off on that. He's not allowed but, back in Ireland. You know, they have. Yeah, you're true. They banned me. <laughs> I drank way too much Guinness, though. Uh, Alice, that's what you need to do when you're in Ireland. Of course. We've kept you on for much longer than I promised, but just want to close asking you how are you looking forward to the Breeders' Cup Distaff or Harvest Moon? and 
How can we picture you rooting? Are you like a program slapper or a clapper or a screamer? Or a snapper. Snapper. I, I, I would say probably all of the above and more. Um, really? It's an incredibly, incredibly tough field. Yeah. She's so, well, it's not so that excited, tough. We've had some days we, in the minute. No Midnight Bisu, so she's out. I mean, who, right. else, who else do you have to be? Yeah. I mean, Monomoy Girl? Monomoy Girl? I mean, come on. Alice, I want to hear some confidence. Can it's you guarantee... A, it, it's a tough... Can you guarantee it's a win a tough, here? Deep, deep field. Can you guarantee a win? <laughs> Will you guarantee a win in the Blue Ears Cup disc staff here on the Horse Ownership Experience? Can you do that? I will guarantee that Harvest Moon will give it her all. Okay. That's oh, super fair. Right from Flavian. And everything else is in the lap of the gods. Now, you don't know this, but Michelle and I, people who come on this show have very, very good karma. Michelle, is it true? Yes. That, that is absolutely true. We have had on, uh, I think, four different people that went their next next start. They won the Kentucky Derby. We've had Breeders' Cup winners on, even upset winners. So yes. and it is people, good karma for spending no time way. with us. Yes. Yep. The people who don't come on our show, oh, bad fantastic. things happen. We don't want to talk about it. But yeah, that's, that's so much true, too. Just saying. But We like the good juju. I love it. We got a yeah. lot of good juju. I will be there. So I'm going to make sure uh, that, that I find you and I will be rooting for Harvest Moon. Maybe we'll trade a Red King hat for a Harvest Moon purple cap. Can we Can we do that? Fantastic. Okay. For that's, sure. a, that's a yeah. deal. Make him sure. buy you a bottle of champagne. Too. I will buy you whatever you want <laughs> and uh, we'll root for each other's horses. One last question because we ask this of all our guests. Yes. Yeah. You've been in horse racing. Yes. Your family's been in horse racing. This show primarily is not only for a voice for the owners, uh, but it's also for people getting into the game who might want to take a stab at horse racing ownership. Michelle and I pride ourselves of trying to bring people into the game. What What would be your number one piece of advice for a, a new owner that's trying to break in? Wow, very, very good question. Um, I would just say get as involved as you possibly can. Uh, read read all the publications you can online go to the track as much as you can just absorb and learn you can never stop learning i think it's great advice alice bramford thank you so much for spending the time with us today good luck with harvest moon good luck with all your horses good luck with your baby boy um congratulations oh, thank you so much uh thank you, know, you so lovely talking to you both you you're and the... look forward to spending more time with you in the future that was really fun thank it's, you it's been a blast thank you so much alice bramford here thank on you, the horse ownership experience we'll be right back midnight storm striking sire line grade one winner by pioneer of the nile just like champion freshman sire american pharaoh striking speed 110 by 133 and one Seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Defeated 10 grade one winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. That was, remember, you're probably too young. You never watched Welcome Back, Cotter, did you? No. That was a great show. You know who was in it? You don't even know who? who was in it? You know who was like the first? That was the start of John Travolta. He was Vinny Barbarino. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. Yeah. I love and Travolta. Gabe Kaplan. It was, oh, what a great show. Welcome back. Sorry. Uh, Alice Bramford. Michelle, what, amazing a, was what she? a guest. Thank you to Simon Callahan for putting us in touch with her. He was very generous. Thank uh, you, Simon. Passing off her info. And she's just lovely. I mean, how can you not root for her? I mean, other than the fact I that I think her family is like you know billionaires, but uh, who I don't know they're billionaires, but they're they're they are um, it's not royalty, but they are part of the peerage. Her mom's name is Lady Bramford. 
Yes. Did you like that, that Rita? So, I like that Lady sounds Rita. sounds so uh, Downton Abbey. I tell you what, though, what I loved, and I brought it up in the interview, Michelle, you know, a lot of times you, meet, you, you, you find these people and you talk to them and they're in horse racing and they own some horses, but they're not really in it. Does that make right. sense? Like they're yeah. not, yeah. they don't really, it's they didn't know the Zenyatta was a grade two. You know, they didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. she is like bringing up things from, you know, 2004, uh, like it was yesterday, which I was so impressed by that. I really, and she's talking about Shamardal and she's talking about her mare. And I mean, it's really, there, there's something about that when you meet someone that has that same passion that we have. And that's right. what, that's what Alice Bramford brings to the table that I don't think a lot of people know about. And what I'm really pleased at is I brought it up on the, on the interview again, is that this is why we did the show because mm-hmm. how many people are talking to or about Alice Bramford? Right. You know, it's Simon None. Callahan's uh, Harvest right. Moon written by Fl- Flavian Pratt. Like now people, if they listen to the show, they know who she is and they know her story and it's a great one. So, yes. You know, I, I just I'm really pleased about that, and I'm I'm proud of of you for for grabbing her and thinking about it. I thought it was a great idea, and I know it's it's Monday right now, and I don't know when we're going to put this podcast up. Maybe we start doing podcasts on Mondays, but um, it was really great, Michelle. So thank you. No, thank you. It was it was just because of I like watching her be so excited for Harvest Food. I'm like, we have to have her on the show. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Where do we start? We're gonna do want to do a quick race recap, then we'll talk about what's coming up, and then we'll we'll get out of here. I mean, people don't okay. want to listen to us forever. Right. No, we had a huge uh, week at Belmont Park, including the um, Jockey Club Gold Cup, which yeah. Tacitus found a way to lose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> poor Tacitus. Um, poor Tacitus. He's he. It's funny because you you read all the stuff. Uh, well, let's talk about how about the horse who won. Why don't you okay, that? Happy Saber happy was able Saber, to win, and now they're saying they're probably going to send him to the Breeders' Cup Classic, although I think he has to be supplemented. He is Wertheimer and Frere, Breeders and Owners, Trainer Todd Pletcher. And and this horse is undefeated, and I thought it was it, – it was, did you watch the race? Yes, I did. Okay, so did you see, like, um, Irad kind of standing up around the turn? Yeah. Like, I don't – I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen that in that kind of race where he just kind of said, hey, "You know, I'm just going to stand up here for about a quarter of a mile, and then I'm just going to come through on the inside." But really, uh, coming up the inside, I thought for sure when they were down the backside, I'm like, "Mystic Guide is going to win this race for yes. sure." I was shocked. Yes. To see Happy Saver up the rail. I thought it was a great run, and you know what? It's one of those. Listen, last year uh, Vino Rosso won the race and was disqualified, and then won the Breeders' Cup. You know, mm-hmm. this horse is a three-year-old. He's undefeated. Uh, and, you know, I know this Breeders' Cup Classic is coming up very tough, but I've seen stranger things than a horse like Sappy, Happy Saver winning. I haven't seen any of the figures or anything like that, but I'm just saying I've seen stranger things, right? Our Kong won. Sure. So I mean, I think just... that, you know, when, when you watch Vino Rosso win, it was very obvious the week he was training at Santa Anita that he relished the surface. So that's definitely something to look for. As we get horses on track at Keeneland. Sure. Okay. What do you got? What's next? Sorry, I'm watching the race again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the grade one flower bowl went to Civil Union over my sister Nat, and I did not watch that race. I did. Uh, Civil Union has won a bunch of races in a row. Um, this is a, uh, uh, a very, very nice daughter of Warfront. Uh, I think it's... it's uh, Allen Stables for Joe Allen, yes. breeder owner. 
Yes, Joe or Allen. McGahey. Shug, you've seen these soaks before. Um, just held off uh, my sister, Nat, who I believe was favored for uh, this guy, Chad Brown, who we never talk about, uh, Peter Brandt. Um, really good rice, really good filly. Um, should run in the uh, Breeders' Cup uh, Philly Mare Distaff. I think she got a free, uh, free look. So uh, very nice filly on a good uh, win streak in a division that is kind of up for grabs, depending on who comes from Europe, right? Right. Um, let's see. Day day out of the office won the Frisette. I also did not watch that. When I'm at work, it's very hard for me to watch. No, I understand. I understand. For Tim Ham and Sienna Farms, and Tim Ham, your winning trainer as well. Sienna Farms uh, does very well. You see these uh, those red and yellow silks. Uh, this is a, a nice two-year-old that will have to face the likes of the uh, Bob Baffert monster, uh, mm -hmm. Princess Noor. And, uh, but she has... I believe she might be undefeated, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, don't quote me on that one. But uh, very impressive winner. And um, she only cost 950000 uh, <laughs> No, that was Cantina. Uh, that was Cantina, who was disappointing in here. It was only 950000 So it was not day out of the office. Go ahead. Um, okay, then the undefeated Jackie's Warrior won again, taking the grade one champagne for Steve Asmussen, who is just unleashing absolutely star after star after star. This horse is a freak of nature. Um, there is, first of all, he's big and strong and fast. He's two. He is by uh, McLean's Music mm -hmm. and races in the silks of... Um, what is the, what is the uh, I I'm uh, just uh, my the mind. Uh, Judy and Kirk Judy and Kirk Robinson right Robinson yeah. Robinson and um, this horse is undefeated he he breaks like a shot he just and then he opens up like two or three lengths and then he comes right back to Rosario and he cruises around Rosario shakes the reins at him and then he opens up like five <laughs> and he gallops over the wall I mean it's ridiculous how good this horse is he will be very tough and probably will be favored in the champagne i imagine i mean in the uh, breeders cup juvenile i imagine oh you think so who's gonna who's better than him yeah i guess so not anybody from out here nope yeah right okay. um okay then the qe2 uh harvey's little goyle giving american pharaoh his very first grade one winner i think he's been popping off stakes winner since his very first starter but this is his first grade one uh bill mott was the winning trainer and harvey clark your winning breeder and the estate of harvey clark and paul braverman your winning owners right there's a great story here with uh, harvey's little goyle, little goyle named after um the breeder and owner who had passed away and uh Kind of, kind of gave me chills just now. But uh, really good ride by Martin Garcia, who has uh, listen. You and I both know how talented Martin Garcia can can be on his day, and he put in a great ride sitting right off of uh, Pratt, who had shipped in to ride the filly for Pletcher in there that actually ran up the track. Uh, I, her name escapes me right now, but I will remember it in a second. Um, this is a this is a very nice filly. Uh, who who finally got her grade one, um, and I can't I, I I really can't say anything more. I think this is uh, I think this Philly could uh, be right there in the Breeders' Cup uh, Philly Mare Turf if they want to go that way. She can also run on dirt, so she's a uh, little disappointed. You like that? Little disappointment from Magic Attitude, who was unbelievable when she won the Grade One Belmont Oaks last month, and she came up like she was going to run another big one and kind of flattened out late. So uh, she was the disappointment in here, but uh, give credit to Harvey's Little Goyle. Uh, speaking of, how about um, Nashville? Did you watch him? Oh, oh my oh. God. So Steve Asmussen has a really good horse. 
Uh, and then and then he gets hurt, and so he's off the trail. And then he has Yapon, uh, <laughs> who breaks stakes records when yeah. he blinks. Break. And then all of a sudden, he unleashes this freak named Nashville, <laughs> who won by 12 and a half lengths or something awesome. crazy at Keeneland, geared down in yeah. like, I think he went a mile and a minute flat. Like, that's yeah. how fast he is, it right? Was, like, he was, he was unbelievable. fast. Yeah, he was really good. We'll see what it, where they go with him. It'll be interesting if he ends up in a, in a Breeders' Cup race. But uh, Steve Asmussen uh, has a... Uh, he has a war chest of horses. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. Very um, similar to you are in my stable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, even though it's not a grade one, the Buffalo Trace got stormy. I just thought was super game in that win uh, over into Mystic. And there's some really cool footage on social media because uh, a couple of different people were cameraed up in that race. So yes. you could see, like, horse coming from behind a horse in front it was really cool if you haven't seen it find it it's a jockey cam that that keeneland is using and it, it is really neat to see the angles and see what's and happening they have like the one that goes behind like facing backwards which julian wore one day right and that was so cool because you could see like from behind then you can see him like making up ground and then like all the horses behind him that was awesome right i, I it was really really cool i agree um okay so that's kind of our race recap okay a uh, couple of sad pieces of news. Oh, I don't the like the I, don't like I the know. Sad I'm part. sorry. It's got to be quick, though. No, we, we didn't. Let's make it not quick. Uh, the passing of owner Paul Pompa, as Terrible. well as Barry Abrams. Yeah, trainer Barry Abrams, one of the best people in the game, one of the best people that I've really ever known in, in this game, and, and even outside of the game. Barry was a, a mentor and a friend, and... Uh, his uh, he's been sick for a long time, um, but it's always tragic when uh, when we lose someone who really loves the sport, love the sport, love mm -hmm. the horses. There's a great video I posted it on Twitter. If you, I don't know if you saw it of of Barry with Zenyatta, and he was putting his hand <laughs> in her mouth. It's it's a great video. It's five minutes. Go take a time and watch it. I have one great Barry Abrams story. I have a million Barry Abrams stories, but I have one that always makes me laugh. Um, we were at Hollywood Park, Michelle, uh, on the Right above the kitchen, they had the stand where you watch the horses breeze from. And I'm there with Barry and Harris Auerbach. And Barry always used to like to mess with Harris. So um, Harris would, would want to clock the works on his, on his iPhone. And so Barry would set it up on his own iPhone to block his number. And then right <laughs> as the horses went like the first quarter, Barry would take a step back and he'd call Harris so that and Harris would always go like ah, who always calls me right during the workouts and Barry and I would be dying laughing holding it in the best we possibly can because Barry would show me that it was him calling and we used to just laugh he, oh my gosh it, he was so great Barry was b best known for his uh, claim or purchase I think it was claim he claimed uh, unusual heat who mm -hmm. ended up uh being the leading California. changing the yeah California breeding uh, game, he changed it for the good, and and he and Madeline Auerbach and my our condolences go out to him and his family and Diane and and his children, and uh, I'm sure there'll be services some point this week. I don't know if they're doing it virtual. This is another thing that's just absolutely horrific about this pandemic is you can't see these people and you can't celebrate their lives. So um, to Barry, we love you, and uh, rest in peace, my friend. Um, also <clears throat> the passing of Paul Pompa, who was known for big Brown among many, many others. I know, uh, he had a lot of horse with Chad Brown who had posted some really nice sentiments on his social media. I don't think I ever met him, so I don't have any 
personal stories about him, but obviously I don't either. it's I, sad I just, when, when yeah, the just, racing game loses big names. Yeah, he was a big owner, and uh, you know, obviously our condolences to his family as well and all the people in horse racing who mm-hmm. I know uh, Todd Pletcher had some nice words and Chad Brown and, and uh, Paul Pompa was a very, very big owner and uh, another one that uh, it's sad to lose. All right, and the, fa- the final final blow to our show enable retired um she had just gotten beat and they thought maybe they were going to bring her back on champions day and jed mott decided instead to retire the six-year-old wonder mare she had an amazing career gave us a lot of thrills and uh jed mott will have themselves quite quite a mama so um 11 group one victories that's incredible. Frankie the Tory said it was his favorite horse. I'm sorry, the horse he's loved the most. That's amazing. That's really cool. She was amazing. She I was really so was lucky amazing. to get to watch her yeah. in person um, when we were at the Breeders' Cup. Um, you know what we should do, Michelle? It's hmm. you know we can do our podcast whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Let's do let's do get into some Breeders' Cup stuff soon. I mean, we're 25 yeah. days away from the Breeders' Cup. Maybe we'll try to do something early next week where we do because a lot of times you and I just rush through it. And maybe this year we could take some time and really look at the divisions and kind of seeing see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? We lost Fighting Mad today. Is not going to run in the uh, oh really? Distaff. I yeah, that. I just read that. If you look at the Distaff, since we were talking about the Distaff. I'm just pulling it up here. Monomoy Girl, possibly Swiss Skydiver, Ollie's Candy, Fighting Mad is out, Harvest Moon, Horologist, Valiance, who just who won a big race at the end. He won the she won the Spinster over the weekend, I believe. Point of Honor, Dunbar Road, uh, Vexatious. That's the list. Others include Bonnie South, CC, Hard Not to Love, Lady Kate, Latruska, Miss Marissa, and Speech. So um, this was kind of what i'll call one of the what i was looking forward to is one of the biggest mm-hmm. races on the card but when you take out uh midnight bisu all of a sudden and you don't know where swiss sky where would you run swiss skydiver swiss skydiver say that 10 times <sighs> well i mean i'll go uh, i okay i i uh have to go pick up olivia okay but i would i would just run her against the phillies i would too She's already I proven. I think she's yeah. already proven. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you to Alice Bramford for coming on today, and best of luck with Harvest Moon. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, uh, TaylorMade Stallions, Delmar, Santa Anita. Really appreciate it. You can uh, tweet the show at Ona Horse at BKLRF is me at the Michelle U is Michelle U. Uh, email me Billy at LittleRedFeather.com. We love doing the show. Th- it was great, Michelle. Thank you so much for getting Alice thank on. You. And uh, go pick up Olivia. Have a great day. And uh, we'll see everybody. <laughs> at the Racing races. today at Santa Anita, everybody. Racing today at Santa Anita. Go get it done. We'll put this up. All right. Bye. bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces, he's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.